Hello, Fearless Nation. So the homepage on your website is absolutely the worst. It is terrible. It's not because you did anything wrong necessarily. I spend so much time making it look good. I think everyone spends too much time making it look good. I have, you have, our listeners probably have. Your homepage is an absolutely terrible place. Got so much to say about this particular Aww. topic, but we're going to give you some really cool strategies to fix some of this stuff up in this episode starting now. Do you wish your life away waiting for Friday? Do you dread Sunday nights and Monday mornings? My wife and I have spent over a decade building an online business while raising a family. I quit my cubicle job to live the life I wanted, to experience freedom, and we want to help you do the same. We're Chris and Laura. Welcome to Fearless Together. All right. You so, started so negative. I know. I don't try. I don't like using negativity too much. You know what? Part of it has to do with the fact I spent like $1,000 fixing brakes and stuff on our SUV today. So Yeah, that sucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it's uh, ultimately, it was a great experience. Um, Chris over at Mavis, you were super awesome. That was a great experience. I don't know if he's going to listen to the podcast. We actually talked about it a little bit, but it was ultimately a really good experience. Unexpected cost. What does that have to do with your homepage? Give me a second while I figure that out. So, <laughs> yeah, put these things together. Yeah, exactly. So, like the the brakes on the vehicle help me drive the vehicle. No, safe. no, no, no. Okay. No. Anyway, all right. So we're talking about your homepage, right? Why is it such a terrible place? Even if it looks good, the problem with a homepage is it serves as kind of a catch-all, right? That's the point of the homepage is that you can do a number of things on a homepage, right? Okay. And a well a well defined page on a website has just one thing that you want a person to do. That is often why when you uh, finally choose to check out inside of a website, you go into uh, the website almost looks very different, right? Yeah. The, the logo will often disappear or get really small, and you can't click it anymore, right? I'll, oh, that's I'll, so funny. I can't. I I'm, I obviously I know this, but I. Yeah, so you you often get into the situation where it's like, no, they want to remove all of your options and have you do one thing, which is to click the next button to, is, fi to fill out the forms. This and has happened to me so many times. Exactly. Where I'm like, I suddenly realized I needed something else, so I was going to go back and, and do and more And the logo shopping doesn't and, click. And it, it won't let me. Exactly. This is by design. This is a real thing. So the problem with the homepage is when you're at the homepage, it's like you can... Follow them on Twitter, follow them on Facebook, both very terrible things to do to somebody who's landed on your homepage. You do not want them going over to Facebook because you want to know what Facebook is really good at vacuuming, keeping people, <laughs> keeping people on Facebook, right? They're going to so, take you and keep you. Yes. So you get people onto Facebook, you get people onto Twitter. They can go to any of your numerous categories of your blog. They can, you know, sign up for a newsletter. Like there's just too many options. And um, I've heard this a number of times. I'm going to credit Russell Brunson, but I know this isn't his particular idea. But um, I just know that he's the person I heard it from. And that is a confused mind doesn't act or doesn't buy. Right. OK. A confused mind doesn't do what you need them to do. Right. OK. So it, it's incumbent upon us. I'm going to use that really cool word that we figure out how to move traffic the way we want them to go. We already just kind of talked about that a little bit, 
But the overall concept is called funneling, right? Yeah. And you actually have some really cool examples of how we've used funneling in our business. So if you want, you can talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it, we have one of our sites and it just gets crushed with traffic. And this traffic, it all goes to different random articles. It's it's organic search traffic, whatever. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's... It's great. All these people come in, read articles and and stuff on our our get their questions answered. Get their questions answered, and then they leave. Which isn't super duper. No, because then nothing else happens. Like we have no way to really contact these people again or bring them back unless we do push notifications, and we do. Which we talked about in our last episode. If you want to check that out, right? And then we can bring them back in. But something that we did that was really cool was we you did this part, but you put up a uh, a floating bar a floating um, banner a floating banner yeah whatever <laughs> <laughs> and um it actually would attract people to our Etsy shop yeah and so we were able to take a bunch of traffic that was coming in to read this article see this floating banner at the top And with some um, descriptive text that was like kind of relevant to them, relevant to them or the article that they're reading. And then it would make them go over to the Etsy shop. And so I was able to take that traffic or you were and move it through this article to now being on our Etsy shop. Yeah. And it's a it's a really cool way to just show uh, demonstrate the power of this like funneling strategy. Right. So, um, you know, we didn't, we did, we kind of did the shotgun approach. It just went site wide with it. Um, our website has a number of verticals in it. And so, um, maybe it wasn't relevant to someone who was on a different article, but, um, we tried to hit certain seasons and certain times of year where we know the majority of the traffic on that website, um, is going to care about what this banner is saying. Right. Um, And, and the moment that you turned it live, it was, instant that I could go and see the traffic coming into Etsy. Yeah, it was instant. So we could tell it had connected with that audience. But that's something that you can do inside of your website is something this the stuff doesn't have to be complicated, right? When I talk about funneling your traffic and stuff, I'm sure people's eyes start to glaze over a little bit thinking like, well, I don't have the technical expertise. It's like, if you were able to put up your WordPress website, you possess the technical expertise to do this. Yeah, if you paid someone to put up your WordPress website or whatever your website is, you know the person who possesses the technical expertise to do this, right? Yeah. And so um, if you're thinking of how you can apply this to your business, right, you can do the shotgun approach, right? If you go into your analytics software, right, Google Analytics or whatever other tool that you're using to see where people are going on your website, and you just figure out where does the majority of my traffic go, and then you can just do a site-wide banner. And you know that, yes, for like 80% of your traffic, that banner will be applicable to them to do whatever it is you want them to do next, whether you want it to, you want that person to go to Amazon to buy your ebook, or you want that person to go to the checkout page because you're running a sale. Um, just create some type of floating banner that can uh, direct your users to the place that you want them to go, right? You, yeah. need, you need to tell people where you want them to go. Um, another, and this is, I guess, probably more simple for the average person to implement, but if you have, and, and a lot of websites are like this, where like um, just a handful of articles are responsible for 80% of their traffic. If you just go to those articles and put a strong call to action somewhere in the article, 
you can put it at the bottom, but you have to understand that as you know, this is kind of just we've all been on the internet, right? You go to a long Wikipedia page. You don't necessarily read through the entire Wikipedia page top to bottom. Probably right? not. Yeah. So people are skimming. They're jumping around. I really mm. want to see the sources. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so um, we're, put it in the place where you think people are going to be most interested. But a call to action that tells that person what you want them to do. Right. Every page on your website should have a goal. Yeah. Right? Um, the, obviously, the 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 big difference is like with a general informational blog, it can be a little bit harder to define that goal. But um, at the very least, it should be join my email list or something like that. Right? Yeah. And you want to have that call to action in a strategic spot within that article, preferably not at the bottom, but the bottom is the most natural. Right. You, you know, you think, OK, the person's read it top to bottom. They've you know, they've gotten all of the value they can. So I'm just going to put this call to action at the bottom problem problem with that is um, people are probably going to you might end up with your most engaged people at the bottom of your page but you are going to miss out on a lot of people who never made it to the bottom what so. i like that you've done is you have it set where you scroll to just a little bit down the page and then a pop-up will, will show up exactly and yeah. you can opt into something yes and those are other strategies you can use um and that that comes down to the applications that you're using right there's tools like opt-in monster and a number of other cool little tools that you can use to make these, um, you know, they're a little, they, I don't want to say they're complex. They're simple for a lot of people, but I think for maybe the average person, they might be a little complex to use. Um, but as far as just like looking at your website, something as simple as just like a colored box with some like, you know, header text and a button is enough to, to start capitalizing on the traffic that you already have. Right. Yeah. So if your website, ha if you go to a page on your website and you've got a whole bunch of people or a whole bunch of calls to action, like join my newsletter, follow me on Twitter, do this or th try, try taking one of those pages, one of your popular ones and really focus, right? Remove that stuff that, you know, the stuff that you don't really care about, right? What's the most important part? What's the most important thing for your business for that person to do? Is it really to follow you on Twitter? Like I've seen so many times where I'll be on someone's website and I'll click on their Twitter icon and then it's like they haven't posted in three years. Right. Yeah. And you're wasting you're wasting your leads attention. Right. You're hoping that that person's going to come back and then do something else on your page. Right. So, yeah, it, maybe you'd rather have a conversation with them. Exactly. And so you have like one of those uh, calendly, you know, uh, schedule a call with us or subscribe to our newsletter or yeah. go to our store. Right. There's so many more important things. And, you know, just focus one of your more, most popular pages on that, right? The page that's getting the most traffic. Just focus it on what you want your customer to do. The one thing you want your customer to do on that page. And then just start tracking. Like, is this working? If it's not, then you have the wrong call to action, right? Maybe that page, for some reason, is not connecting with the people to, to do what you want them to do. So um, you might need to figure out, like, what's the intent? Why are people on this page? Yeah, and what then, brought the traffic in? Exactly. And then try to figure out, well, what if, you know, so as an example, if someone is um, trying to, the, actually, this is a really cool example, is uh, if someone is on, let's say you have a recipe website and someone is on your recipe uh, for slow cooker, you know, ribs, okay. okay, you probably shouldn't be pushing an affiliate link for a slow cooker. <laughs> The, right, yeah. The reason for that is that the intent is wrong. The person is on the page because they're trying to make slow cooker ribs. What does that mean? They probably have a slow cooker Absolutely. already. 
right? They do. So don't push a slow cooker affiliate link at that person. That person push a cookbook at them, yeah. right? Like, you know that that person's interested in recipes. They're searching the internet for recipes. You're much better targeted using a cookbook, um, you know, buy my cookbook rather than buy this slow cooker. Yeah. Right? So those are some of those things that you need to consider when you're trying to figure out how to funnel your traffic, how to move this traffic where you want them to go. We've given you a few tactics, right? Floating bars. You can go even simpler, like I said, using like little colored boxes with buttons and headers. But ultimately, it does come down to intent. Why are people on your page? And then figure out what they would want to do from there. Yeah. And if there is something else they can do, because if, if they are coming to just an informational page, they yeah. got their value. But that's where, you know, we've tried to figure out where's the next step. Where's the next step? Or you may, if, if you've been totally comprehensive, um, you may need to change the content on that page in order to uh, kind of sculpt the intent and where you want them to go. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode. You take care. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Fearless Together. Make sure you subscribe and learn more at fearless.fm. That's F-E-A-R-L-S-S dot F-M. To your continued success.